There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. You are listening to the Daily Doctrine Devotional. This is a daily podcast designed to teach and preach Bible doctrine each weekday throughout the year. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh asking you to please let others know about this podcast so that they can subscribe or tune in each weekday. At the end of the podcast, we will provide you with subscription information as well as contact information for our ministry. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. And the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed, song of the redeemed. Thank you for tuning into the podcast. We certainly are thankful for each of you that listen, thankful for each of you that tune in. Thankful for all the moms going back to school. We've got some homeschool mothers that use this as chapel service, use this for devotion time, and thank the Lord for you. And so we're glad you're back in school. Moms, don't quit. Keep after it. Keep pressing on with the children. Keep on training, teaching those young ladies and young men for the glory of God, memorizing scripture. So we're thankful for each of you that listen. And we're glad to have our dear friend, Brother Ronnie Skolton, with us. Brother Skolton has been with us for a while and uh, been laboring ever since God saved him. We've been laboring together. God's called him to preach, been in several services during times with Brother Ronnie, had him preach in my own home, had him preach here on the podcast. And he's going to be with us uh, preaching today, and we're certainly thankful for that. Let me remind you, coming up shortly is the meeting at Dublin Mills, Pennsylvania. We've got a meeting in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. I'll give you a little bit more information about that in the next day or two. Uh, but would you be praying about those services? We're praying God will work a mighty work in the state of Pennsylvania. And so continue to pray for that. Brother Ronnie, we're glad you're here with us. You just preach what God has laid on your heart. Well, thank you, Tim, for letting me come and speak with you today. Um, I'm going to probably jump around a little bit. I've had a few things on my mind. If I cry a little bit, nobody can see it but you. But I want to tell you, uh, last night when I was trying to sleep, I had a, I had a horrible night's sleep. Uh, I had a, had a terrible morning trying to get out of bed. Everything hurts from my big toe all the way up to my head. I got a headache right now. But I want to tell you, uh, a blessing of God is that he lets me make a decision that even though I'm in all this physical pain, that I can rejoice and be glad and be happy because I am saved. I'm born again. I'm washing the blood of Jesus Christ. And this physical pain is nothing. I have the ability to choose to be happy and rejoice in Jesus Christ. I have the ability to make the decision to glorify in the agony that I have and know that I'm a saved man, that Jesus Christ died and rose and uh, 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 saved this, 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 this most wicked man and that this, uh, this agony that I'm in is temporary. I thank God for the pain that he's put in my body. It keeps me uh, centered on him a little bit more. I, I, I want to... Uh, you won't know it because uh, the way the podcast is going to jump from what Tim just spoke about, but I got to listen to his podcast and what he was talking about was a little bit what the Lord laid on my mind. But I have a couple of things that I want to talk about, and uh, I'm a scatterbrain, so I pray that God just help you follow my thoughts. The first thing I want to say is that you've heard the phrase uh, of peace of mind, and that's a, it's, not a, it's not a bad phrase. It's not a bad thing to have peace of mind. But what comes to me, what I would like to talk about right now a little bit is the peace of faith. You see, happiness is a temporary condition in life, and you won't always be happy. 
when you're living in this present body, but you can choose to be happy no matter the condition of your body. I want to ask you, have you ever thought about this thought that Satan is fine with seeing or even making people happy as long as they are deceived? Satan has been around since before the beginning of mankind, and he is exceptionally patient in the way he deceives man when it suits his purpose. He isn't so much concerned with the way your life is now as he is with taking you to eternity with him in the lake of fire. Satan has no problem with you having security in this life from the fruits of your own effort or the provision of others. We must always remember, though, that the devil wants to be like the Most High God. He wants to be like Jesus Christ. He will give you fake peace. He will give you fake security. He will impersonate Jesus Christ in any way that he can. He deceives people into believing the security of mammon is the peace of Christ. That your bank account, your property, your job, your loved ones, even the government can provide you with security. And security can give you peace, but that is not the peace of God. The peace of Christ is its own security, and it succeeds when the security of the world fails. Philippians 4, 7 teaches us that through Christ, that is not your faith, but through Christ, the faith of Christ, we talk about the faith of Christ all the time in Christian circles, like it is just something we can perform by our will. The world talks about having faith also. Just have faith and you'll be okay. They don't even know what they have faith in. I propose it to a lot of people who run around and claim the name of Jesus Christ and claim they have faith, don't realize what they have faith in. They don't know what they have faith in. They're basing what they have on their faith. And I want to talk about the faith of Jesus Christ. Uh, people don't realize when a Christian professor is exhibiting the faith of the world. Or better stated, they're exhibiting their own faith. Galatians talks about the faith of Christ. The faith in Christ. God gives you his faith, then you have faith in him. This is the faith that Jude talks about in Jude 1.3. Also in Acts, uh, in chapter 14, the Bible says, confirming the souls of the disciples and exhorting them to continue in the faith. And that we must, through much tribulation, enter into the kingdom of God. And further in Acts it says, And so were the churches established in the faith, and increased in number daily. Romans says that, What if some did not believe? Shall their belief, shall, uh, rather, What if some did not believe? Shall their unbelief make the faith of God without effect? You see, it's the faith of God that affects mankind's life. We have the ability because God lets us repent. He lets us believe, and then he gives us the faith of God. The faith of Christ is what saves us and lets us enter into his peace. So for a moment, I want to try and look at the faith of Christ just a little bit. I think we should do that. I think it's a good place to start. And a good place to start, I think, is in the garden when Christ is praying before his crucifixion. In Luke, he said, Father, if I'll be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine will. So the question that I ask myself as I read this is, what is the difference between the will of the Son and the will of the Father? We know that Christ didn't fear what man could do to him, because he said, quote, And fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear them which is able to destroy both body and soul in hell. So then, was Christ afraid to go to hell? I don't think so. Because that's what he came to do, to become our offering for sin, to become our burnt offering. Galatians says, who gave himself for our sins that he might deliver us from this present evil world according to the will of the Father. I'm sorry, according to the will of God and our Father. 
and continuing first John, he is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. And for some reason, I just want to interject right now. The Bible says, be sober, be vigilant. Uh, for your adversary, the devil, walked about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. You know that roars don't hurt. The devil walks about, he wants to roar, he wants to scare you. A roar can paralyze you. A roar can stop you dead in what you're doing, and then the devil can pounce on you. Jesus Christ came and overcame that. He had no fear of what the devil could do to him. He had no fear of what man could do to him. Mark says in the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, which is being interpreted, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? <clears throat> why would God the Father forsake Jesus Christ? Why would Jesus Christ put him in himself to be forsaken by God the Father? He did that because he became me. It was his passion to become Ronnie Scolton. As a lost person, you are right now dead in trespasses and sin. You are forsaken. There it is. Not my will, but thy will. It makes perfect logical sense that Christ didn't want to be forsaken by the Father. Christ feared becoming Ronnie Scolton. Who would you want to, uh, would you want to be me? I wouldn't want to be you. I know the wickedness in me. Christ didn't want to do that, but he came to do that. But it was the Father's holy will that Christ would become Ronnie Scolton and that he would forsake Christ so that I could be redeemed. Christ took my place. How was he able to take my place? How was he able to carry my sin to hell and leave it there? How is it that he was able to live a life knowing that was his destination? He did that by his own faith, by the faith of Jesus Christ. He lived his life. His faith in the Father, because of his faith in the Word. Jesus believed the Scriptures to be the Holy Word of God. He believed they would be fulfilled. In Psalm 16, 8, it says, I have set the Lord always before me, because he is at my right hand, and I shall not be moved. Therefore my heart is glad, and my glory rejoiceth. My flesh also shall rest in hope. For thou wilt not leave my soul in hell, neither wilt thou suffer thine holy one to see corruption. Thou wilt show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand there are pleasures evermore. Further in Psalms 116, he says, The sorrows of death compassed me, and the pains of hell got hold upon me, and I found trouble and sorrow. Then I called upon the name of the Lord. O Lord, I beseech thee, deliver my soul. Gracious is the Lord, and righteous, yea, our God is merciful. The Lord preserves it simple. I was brought low. This is Jesus Christ. I was brought low, and he helped me. Return unto thy rest, O my soul, for the Lord hath dealt bountifully with me. Then he said in his faith, For thou hast delivered my soul from hell, mine eyes from tears, my feet from falling, I will walk before the Lord in the land of the living. Tim just quoted this a moment ago. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. Jesus Christ had faith in the Father as the rock of his deliverance. I'm going to stop there just for a moment and I'm going to, I'm going to switch gears. I don't know if this is going to work right, but this is what my mind sees and how I see it. Proverbs 8.10 says this, and this is wisdom speaking. It says, receive my instruction and not silver, and knowledge rather than choice gold. The instruction we need to receive here of wisdom comes from the King James Bible, not from some other wicked source, not from some other wicked Bible, not from some satanic book that some people say contains enough of the Word of God that you can be saved from. 
There's either you either have the word of God or you don't have the word of God. My Bible, the perfect word of God, says that there's a curse on anybody who would change one jot or one tittle. And if one jot or one tittle is that important to God, you're not going to read another book and say there's enough of the word of God in there to be the word of God. It is or it isn't. And I'm telling you, the only one is, is the King James Bible. Jesus Christ fulfilled the scriptures. He came, he was born of a virgin. He lived a sinless life. He died on the cross. His body went in the ground. His spirit went to the Father. His soul went to hell and carried my sin there. Is it your decision to believe the word of God? Is it your decision to believe that the scriptures were fulfilled? Is it your decision to believe that the scriptures will continue to be fulfilled and that everything in this book will pan out the way the Lord has said it will? If it's your decision to believe that, you must believe that every person born is condemned to die and live in Christ's eternity. Then you have the ability, God says he will let you believe that Jesus Christ is your redemption, that he is your savior, that he is the son of God, and that his blood covers all of your sin. I have a saying that my children grew up with. It says, decisions, not destiny. Choices, not chances, determine our eternity. What's your decision? What's your choice? Do you believe the Bible? Do you believe the King James Bible is the perfect word of God? If you choose to believe that, then you can be confident in the fact that Jesus Christ will redeem your soul. There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning, and he longs to return to the Lord. As he cries for forgiveness and mercy, God is waiting. You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelist.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website or search for Daily Doctrine Evangelist Tim McVeigh on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or Amazon. To write to us, please use our church address, which is Manasseh Community Baptist Church, 70 Back Hollow Road, Blaine, Pennsylvania. 17006. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow. And remember to look up for your redemption draweth nigh. Now the angels of God are rejoicing for the prodigal child has come home, and the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed.